0: Please be seated for the reading of the Holy Bible.
1: The Old Testament reading is from Amos, the eighth chapter. Hear this, you who trample on the needy, and bring the poor of the land to an end, saying, When will the new moon be over, that we may sell grain, and the Sabbath, that we may offer wheat for sale, that we may make the ephah small and the shekel great? And deal deceitfully with false balances, that we may buy the poor for silver, and the needy for a pair of sandals, and sell the chaff of the wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, surely I will never forget any of their deeds. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from First Timothy, the second chapter. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith And truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel.
0: The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter. Jesus also said to his disciples There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do, since my master is taking the management away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I have decided what I should do, so that when I'm removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. And he said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? And he said, A hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteousness, wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters. For either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, heard all these things, and they ridiculed Jesus. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men. But God knows your hearts, for what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We stand forgiven at the cross. What more do we need to be thankful for? And yet St. Paul says in our second reading for today that there are many things for which we can be thankful. And so I direct your words back to 1 Timothy chapter 2. Where Paul writes, I urge then, first of all, that petitions and prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This has now been witnessed to at the proper time. And for this purpose, I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I'm telling the truth. I am not lying. And a true and faithful teacher of the Gentiles. This is our text. In the name of Jesus Christ, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, There's an old European tale about a traveler who came upon a barn where the devil had stored all kinds of seeds which he planned to sow in the hearts of people around the world. The traveler found bags of seeds variously variously marked hatred, fear, doubt, despair, unforgiveness, pride, greed, and so on. And the devil appeared and struck up a conversation with this traveler. And Satan gleefully told the traveler how easily the seeds he sowed sprouted in the hearts of men, women, and children everywhere. Are there any hearts in which these seeds will not sprout? The traveler asked. And a melancholy look came upon the devil's face. And he said, these seeds will not sprout in the heart of a thankful and a joyful person. When we stop and ponder and think about all the blessings that God has given to us, we have countless reasons to be thankful and joyful. At the White House breakfast for religious leaders a few years ago, President Bush Sr. told the story of a young boy who offered up the following prayer. This little boy prayed, God, bless mommy and daddy, Bless my brother and my sister, and God, do take care of yourself, because if anything happens to you, we're all sunk. Well, I can confidently say that God has taken care of himself and us, and therefore all is not gloom and doom and despair. And despite all the reasons that I might have to grumble and complain, I can honestly say I'm thankful. And what about you? Yes, what about you? What are you thankful for? If you're having trouble coming up with a list, then let me direct your attention to the text that I just read to you a few moments ago. St. Paul says that we can give thanks for everyone. He says prayers and requests and intercessions and prayers of thanksgiving are to be made for everyone. Yes, everyone. I mean, really? Yes, everyone. Even that cranky supervisor, that infuriating co worker, that noisy neighbor, that mischievous child, that contentious church member, that rude bank teller, that unpredictable friend. For everyone, prayers of thanksgiving are to be offered up to our God. I mean, one can just picture Satan dancing with glee as he spreads the seeds of discontent and anger and discord and jealousy and impatience among other destructive seeds in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, in our our workplaces, and yes, even in our places of worship. But we can rain down on Satan's prey, St. Paul says, by praying, by interceding on behalf of all the people of this world. By praying even with thanksgiving for our children and our siblings and our parents and our spouse and our friends and our brothers and our sisters in Christ. We can pray for that friendly cashier and that honest mechanic and that heroic plumber. We can pray for the opportunity to encourage our members. And we can even pray for those who annoy us and mistreat us. And as we pray with thanksgiving, with joy in our hearts, as we intercede on behalf of other people... God has a way of choking out those seeds of destruction that Satan ever tries to sow in our lives. St. Paul also says that we can give thanks for everyone, and it's interesting that he specifically includes government leaders. He says, I urge then first of all that requests and prayers and intercessions and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and for all those in authority, that we might live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Prayers of thanksgiving are to be offered up for everyone, including kings and queens, if you're in Canada, and all in authority. It's not optional. I mean, listening to the political rhetoric in our country, one might get the impression that we live in a third-world country that's poverty-stricken and ruled by a tyrant. I don't know about you, but I am kind of get exhausted by listening, and I get kind of depressed by listening and watching grown men and women that are elected to office behaving like entitled children. The hatred that is spewed forth by everybody in the political spectrum just polarizes the public so we can't even talk to one another civilly about political issues or issues of concern in our, in our society. And it paralyzes the government from ever really accomplishing that for which the people were elected. But having said that, some Americans might agree with Will Rogers who said tongue-in-cheek a few years ago, just be thankful you're not getting all the government that you're maybe paying for. You see, we know who is sowing the destructive seeds in the legislative halls of our nation and in our communities. It's really the scheming work of the devil. That's who. It's the scheming work of the devil who thrives on sowing seeds of greed and despair and hopelessness and anger and indifference and, yes, distrust. And I think that's why St. Paul says pray for everyone, including kings, and all those who are, go- who are elected to govern you or who just make themselves your appointed governors. When it's remembered that the Roman emperor at the time of Paul was the cruel monster Nero, who later was the one that sentenced Peter and Paul to death, it'll be realized that we're to pray for our present leaders in this country and around the world, no matter how tyrannical or incompetent or embarrassing they might be or whether or not they're part of our political brand or not. We pray for everyone, including government leaders. Certainly, we may not agree with all of the policies that are supported or promoted by political leaders and bureaucrats, like those that promote same-sex relationships, or abortion on demand, or stem cell research, or medically assisted death. We may not always like the way that we're taxed or how our tax dollars are being used, but St. Paul says, pray for everyone, including your kings and queens, your presidents and your governors and your mayors. And he says that because there really are so many reasons for which we can give thanks. I mean, in this country, we can give thanks to God for our educational system. We can give thanks to God that there's programs in place to help the poor and the marginalized. We can give thanks to God that that refugees who come to our country have a support system in which they can can settle. We have a medical care system where we can walk into a hospital and be treated and cared for. We have relative peace in this country. We have clean water in most parts of this country. We have electricity on almost 24-7 unless there's a major storm. We have a road system that gets us from A to B. We have a public transit system that that is fairly affordable for most people. We have sanitation workers who take away our garbage. We have oil and gas. We have police and fire workers. And we have the freedom to worship. Those are just some of the things, aren't aren't they? of which we can give thanks. And if we were to sit here longer, there would be even more things that we could list and say, God, thank you so very much for what we, the people, are doing, what our government is doing and enacting for us. And so one way to choke the life out of Satan's seeds that he's ever sowing in our society is that we pray. We talk to God on behalf of our president. We talk to God on behalf of the Senate and the Congress and the Supreme Court. We talk to God on behalf of our governors that govern our land and the local leaders. And we pray for our military and the police and many, many others. And, and we truly do thank God for everything that he provides for us through the civil or civic realm. It's in this environment that St. Paul says we can live a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and holiness. This doesn't mean that we stick to ourselves and hold ourselves away in a house like a hermit, minding our own business. In fact, it means that we use the gifts and the abilities that God has given to us so that we can make other people's lives better, so that we can help our community thrive. As citizens, we get engaged in matters of, of civil, civil, in the civil realm that are of importance to us. And as we do so, we can live quiet and we can live contented lives knowing that the secret to contentment is found in our relationship with Jesus Christ and his love and his forgiveness. And that brings me to the third reason why we can give thanks or what we can give thanks for, and that is we can give thanks for our Savior. Paul writes, this is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there's one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. Here really is the source and the end of all of our thankfulness, no matter what our situation in life. I've had the fortune of going in different parts of the world and seeing some of the misfortunate places where people have lived, I've seen some of the worst poverty. And yet, because they know Christ as their savior, they're truly thankful and they're even content. You see, God, our savior, desires everyone to be saved. God, our savior, wants every single person in this world to know the truth, the truth that they are spiritually lost without faith in Jesus Christ. And he wants every person in this world to know that he himself has solved that problem. He wants every single person in this world to know that God, or that he as God, sent his son Jesus into this world, and that there is only one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That there is only one mediator between God and man, and that is Jesus Christ. And that is because only Jesus Christ is the one who has paid the ransom demanded for our sin. And he did so on a cross. It's even here at this point, and especially at this point, that Satan loves to sow seeds of doubt and mistrust and despair and pride and fear. I mean, Satan relishes us seeing us doubt the love that God has for us. He rejoices when God's people mistreat one another. He celebrates when he sees people despondent and desperate and depressed and even suicidal. He howls with delight when pride and an unforgiving spirit undermines and destroys marriages and families and friendships and churches. He dances with festivity when God's people live in fear of God's judgment. And so to overcome and choke out the life of these satanic seeds, uh, St. Paul says, or he encourages us to pray. To pray with thanksgiving for our Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, in the first century, the word ransom, or when someone paid a ransom, it was used to pay the price for a, a person who was in slavery. So you paid a fee and that person was set free from slavery. And when Paul says that Jesus paid the price or he paid the ransom, by his death on the cross, he paid the price for you and me and for all the people of this world to be set free from that slavery. And when it comes right down to it, that's the core of why we can be truly thankful in all circumstances. We can be thankful that our Savior has brought us to this realization of our lost sinful condition. We can be thankful that God has come to each one of us in the waters of holy baptism and claimed us as His very own and washed away our sins. We can be thankful that Jesus reminds us again and again at the altar that our sins are forgiven and we even get to eat and taste the very body and blood of Christ given for us as ransom for our sin to set us free. And when we focus in on this treasure, this gift, this ransom, We truly can speak the words of the psalmist who said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Do we really have any other reason, or do we need any other reason to be thankful? And yet Paul gives us one more in our text. He says, we can give thanks that God has appointed us to be heralds of Christ. He writes, for this purpose I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying, and a teacher of the one true faith to the Gentiles. St. Paul was called to be a herald. A herald was one who spoke on behalf of, say, a king. And he was commissioned by the king to speak the words of the king and only the words of the king. And now St. Paul says he was appointed to be that of Jesus Christ, the King. He was commissioned to go out into the world and proclaim to Jew and Gentile alike that Jesus Christ is the ransom for the sins of all people. And St. Paul is saying, I thank God that he has called me to do this. It's an honor, it's a privilege to represent the King, the one who paid the ransom for all. And even there, as St. Paul went around, he found that there was Satan sowing seeds of dissension and destruction and mistrust and so on, undermining the work that he was doing. And yet, even in the midst of all of that, he could give thanks to God because he said, Lord, you have called me of all people to be your herald, to be the spokesman of Christ. We are not called to be apostles like St. Paul was, but you and I have been called by virtue of our baptism to be heralds of Jesus Christ. And what a privilege it is and what an honor it is for us to be able to go forth from this place and and herald the name of Christ to other people, telling them about God's love in Jesus Christ, pointing them to the fact that Jesus has paid the ransom. What greater news can the world have than, than that, that God has actually set them free from the bondage of sin and death by sending His own Son to ransom us to pay that price so that we might be set free. So yes, Satan is ever trying to sow seeds of destruction all throughout the world including even within the church. But Paul reminds us here in this text that there are so many reasons for us to give thanks. And he not only reminds us that we have reasons to give thanks because of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as the ransom, but that even as we live in His forgiveness, we can pray with thanksgiving for everyone. For everyone. And we especially pray, even as Gizmo prayed earlier in this this service, we pray for the salvation of everyone, that they would come to believe in Jesus as their Savior. O my soul, or bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me, Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not his benefits. Amen.